you know, because just so people know, I'm actually not that old. No, no, you're not at all. <laughs> they're thinking, well, maybe she's like, you know, 50 or 60. I'm not, I'm half that age. Yeah, well, given you're pregnant, I think 15, 16 would be a bit of a shock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit retro. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Joe Dodds and I started this show back in 2016 to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean how they focus on productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience to enable them to do more of the stuff that they want to do and less of the stuff that they don't. After 241 shows, I've taken a pause from doing new interviews to reshare previous interviews. They were too good to not revisit. So please do bear in mind that this podcast might refer to events from the past as current or in the future. But rest assured that the stories, tips and advice shared by my guests continues to be pure gold. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I am co-presenter. And today is Serious Day. Today Joe was interviewing Sam Barefoot, a.k.a. the Digestion Detective. Joe was introduced to Sam Barefoot by a friend of a friend when she heard about Joe's now, not so new, power to live more business. She said that Sam would be a great fit for the podcast and how right she was. Radio presenter, nutritional therapist, kinesiologist and digestive wellness expert Sam Barefoot, the digestion detective is on a mission to ditch the taboo about poo amongst other things using years of clinical practice as a kinesiologist and health coach sam barefoot provides a down-to-earth no-nonsense approach to guide you through all the jargon in the health and well-being industry and on her radio show she also talks to leading industry experts and provides reviews on some of the latest products and services available in the market today. Back to the studio. Welcome Sam Barefoot, otherwise known as the Digestion Detective. How are you Sam? Hello, I'm good. How are you Joe? Yep, good. Thanks. Great to have you with me. Brilliant. It's lovely to be on. Your yeah. lovely new shiny show. <laughs> so start by telling us a bit about you, what you do, where you do it, how you sort of uh, operate, if you like. Yeah, what I get up to. So yeah. for me, um, I'm a therapist and I started off as a kinesiologist, um, which is a hands-on therapy. And I've done that for a number of years. But within the last couple of years, I've sort of rebranded myself and I now pretty much work um, just as a nutritional therapist online. And my specialism, if you can't guess from the name of Digestion Detective, is digestion. Um, so I pretty much help people that are that are struggling digestively. It's usually people that suffer with bloating or IBS and or 
um, something that I suffered with many years ago um, for quite a long time and um, it's obviously why I've chosen to sort of niche myself into that market because it's something I can relate to and you know I have obviously first-hand experience of, of going through the the symptoms and the upset and you know all the nasty bits that come with that but also I've had to figure myself you know figure it out for myself before I did all my training on, on you know getting through and getting out the other side so it's I love doing it it's it's what I do now I'm very fortunate to be able to um, have a pretty successful radio show similar to what you're doing now um, where I get to talk to a global audience so yeah I, I kind of therapist come radio presenter come you know digestion detective that's that's who I am brilliant and so what's a sort of typical day look like where are you working and and what sort of um activities if you like are you are you doing um my do you know what none of my days are I knew <laughs> you were going to say that <laughs> They're never the same. I mean, at the moment, um, I'm pregnant as well, so I'm frantically trying to, you know, get all that sort of stuff done before my little one arrives. Mm -hmm. um, but generally speaking, it's, you know, checking in on social media. Um, I, I try my very best to be as active as I can and talk to the people that want to talk to me um, on the various, you know, the various methods that, that there are. Mm -hmm. um, so I sort of check in every day just to make sure everyone's happy and if anyone's you know, got questions and things like that. Um, then it can be sort of researching and just, you know, keeping up with the local people around, anybody that's up and coming, do I want to talk to them on my show? At the same sense, I do stuff like this too, mm -hmm. where people want me on their show. Um, and then it can be, you know, working on some new products, stuff that, people are sort of asking me for day in day out and you know I sort of do my best to sort of put something together whether it's a cheat sheet whether it's a I don't know an online coaching session you know all those kinds of things and it really does sort of just depend mm -hmm. on the month the year the week it's, it's, it's very very different but that's what I like about it mm -hmm. and you work from home I do yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, so I when's the baby do? due October the 6th and is it your first yeah. Ah, so there could be a big change. You might be answering the question differently in November. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ask me that question in six months' time, and I'm sure that is very, very different. <laughs> Excellent. So what about um, yeah, completely uh, on, a, on a morning? Do you, do you have a particular routine? Obviously, the days change, but uh, do, do you do typical yeah. stuff in the morning? So tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, well, obviously, that has changed somewhat with um, with the pregnancy because mornings are are famous for not being fantastic with pregnant women, and yeah. I'm no exception to that rule. Mm -hmm. um, but previously, it would very much be um, I would get up. I'm a firm believer in breakfast. You absolutely have to have breakfast. So I, I always have a, a really good breakfast, mm -hmm. um, and that can consist of anything from a homemade granola bar to I'll sit there and make myself some protein pancakes with you know with a, some fruit or whatever mm. um, and a brew you've got to have a brew first thing in the morning. <laughs> and what's my your brew preferred brew? <laughs> my preferred brew is a Twinings everyday cup of tea. Mm, lovely. <laughs> yeah I only allow myself two cups of tea throughout the day and that's one of them. Great. So that's probably going back um, to another interview. I'm um, talking about rituals. That's a bit of a ritual, isn't it? Your it's a ritual for cup. me. Yeah. yeah. So that's my that's my thing. And um, sort of now in pregnancy, 
I can wake up really early starving. <laughs> so quite often I will get up fairly early, you know, I'm sort of talking half past five, six o'clock in the morning, um, come downstairs, scoff something to eat and then I'll go back to sleep for a little while and my tea waits until I'm actually awake and I'm up. Um, and awake enough to appreciate yeah, so, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of changed a little bit, but predominantly my routine is up and eat. Mm. My my partner often says to me that I'm like a child. That as soon as I'm awake, my you know my eyes are awake. That's it. I need to be fed. <laughs> and uh, he's not far wrong. <laughs> Just like, it's good practice. You know how you'll know how yeah. it goes down. <laughs> up up and eat. That's pretty much. That's pretty much yeah. my mornings before I obviously go off and you know shower and do all the bits and pieces that you do. Yeah. So we just had a bit of technical problem and I lost uh, Sam on uh, the call. So uh, she's um, gone off the internet, dialed in on the phone. So we're going to carry on. Um, so the sound might be slightly different because she's <laughs> on a different uh, tool now, aren't different you? So, exactly, exactly. So to go back to... Um, we're still here. It's all good. It's yes, all that's good. right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, we just get on with things. We're like that. We're practical, pragmatic yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, of course. So... Um, you were talking about your typical morning, and I was just asking um, from a sort of business point of view, a sort of getting organised for the day point yeah. of view, is there anything that you do sort yeah. of routinely, or, or is, the, is it just depending on what yeah. happens that day? Yeah, no, 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 there is definitely. So I will um, obviously get up and have my breakfast, and with my tea is when I go through um, my email, uh, social media, stuff like that. It sort of it sets me up for the day. I, I get to see if anything's really urgent that needs, you know, real attention now sort of thing. Um you know, I've, I've got quite a big Twitter following, so I get lots and lots of tweets and stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have to check on that, you know, a fair few times a day. Yeah. So it kind of, yeah, that, that time of the morning is when I go through everything, get rid of all the spam and the junk, as you do. Um, and, you know, it gives me a good idea of who I've got to talk to, what I've got to do. Um, you know, if anything major needs sorting out, that's that sort of time of the morning. Mm. But I figure that sort of stuff out. Yes, yeah. And what about in the evening? Do you do particular things in the evening to sort of wind down? Or again, is it just whatever happens? I, I'm a bit whatever happens, I think. <laughs> yeah, I kind of um, I kind of make a bit of a wall that I don't really work into the evenings unless I absolutely have to. Um, and then sort of my wind down time actually is spent in the kitchen. Um, I, I I like being in the kitchen. I like to cook. Um, you know, I like to do some sort of from scratch, which you know a lot of my followers know anyway. Um, so for me, that kind of you know separation between work and play or mm. leisure time, you know, is usually spent somewhere in the kitchen. <laughs> yes. Whipping up something, you know, something or other for for dinner and you know whether that be just for dinner whether it be dinner and maybe pat lunch for the other half the next day you know that kind of thing so that's sort of how I close off my work day and start off my my evening chill time and do you have a certain time for doing that one of the things I struggle with is it is sort of where that cut off is and I suppose one small advantage is that um, little Dodsy comes home from school uh, and that's sort of yeah. The, the, the indicator but then because she has after school activity sometimes that time varies so yeah. it doesn't make it very yeah. routine really yeah yeah no I get what you're saying and I what I try to do is I time that with the other half coming home right um one because I know that when he is home I won't get anything done anyway <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> he'll be talking to me about his day and you know he'll come in and chat about various 
you know, bits and pieces and you want to know what your dinner is and you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, so that's how I separate the two, the two off. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, I just, I, that's my cutoff. Whenever it is that he comes home, that's when I, I try my best to make sure that I'm done, dusty, there's nothing else that needs to be done. And that's my cut off point. Yeah, yeah. But I think that, you know, that's going to change, isn't it? That's going to dramatically change <laughs> when the, the little frog <laughs> turns up. Um, yeah. But that, for the moment, that's kind of my, and that's quite a nice time. That's sort of somewhere between six and half past six. Mm. So as long as I'm done, then, you know, on the odd occasion, you know, as you will come to learn, I'm sure, there'll be an interview that you really, really want to do. And there's just no gap in the schedule during the day. And, you know, maybe it's a, you know, a mum. Maybe it's a mum that, that they don't have any time during the day and they have to wait until the kids go to bed. Um, then what I'll do is I usually book that maybe somewhere between eight and nine. Because then kind of I've done dinner, I've had that, washed up, you know, done all that sort of stuff. Um, and I can sort of slope off upstairs and, and, and leave him down here. <laughs> <laughs> But that's very rare. It's very rare that that happens. But if yeah. I would do it if there's something, you know, if I wanted really to talk to someone and, and there just was no other availability. Mm-hmm. So how do you manage your tasks? Do you use a to-do list? Do you have other options, uh, other ways of, of managing what you need to do? Do you know what? I'm really, really old school. Really old school. Um, I, I use pen and paper. Wow. Paper. <laughs> Brilliant. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do, and I, I have these big big sheets of paper. I think they're A3. Uh, yeah, I think they're the bigger ones, aren't they? Yeah, the yeah, um, flip chart the ones. The decreases right? as you get bigger. Yeah, that's, no, not yeah. flip chart. That's A1, oh, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, not that big. Not Double that big, no. A4 is A3, uh, I, I think. Yes, that's yeah. it. That's yeah. the size. So I use that, and I have various sort of runs of those kicking about the house, and I, you know, I, I devise this big plan and spider charts and different colours and, you know, all that kind of kind of stuff and they get stuck on the wall of my office and uh, I sort of tick them off as time goes by but I am really really old school yeah when it comes to start I've only started to use an online calendar (laughs) (laughs) everything else would would have gone into my old my old diary which is a paper diary yeah, I just can't. I can't stay. So there's now there's obviously two. I've obviously got my paper diary and my online diary, and they sort of mimic each other because I can't quite, you know, step away from it properly. <laughs> You're just waiting for that it's time been like when using it, an arm. Yeah, it'll be that time when it's more painful to carry on with two than it is to to stop. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I'm I'm really really old school, and I just yeah I'm paper and pen and. You know, funk, it gives me an excuse. It gives me like an excuse to buy really fancy stationery. Yes. Oh, I love stationery. <laughs> <laughs> I worked for Staples for three years just because I liked stationery. <laughs> but there you go. Your addiction is far worse than mine, I'm sure. <laughs> so I hesitate to ask the next question, which is um, what okay. are your top three tools or apps? But maybe apps doesn't need to be in there. Maybe it's tools. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, app-wise, um, I've been a BlackBerry user for many, many years, and I do have an iPhone now, but I hate it. Um, oh, so I, I'm not, I'm not really up on that kind of stuff. I don't really use anything 
like that at all. Mm. Um, That's because you've got a Blackberry any. and the apps aren't so good. <laughs> I was a Blackberry exactly. girl for many, many point, years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly it. I, think I just haven't really been introduced to that world, I think. Um, I just, yeah, I don't. I use a meditation one every now and then. Yeah. Um, which is quite good. Which one's uh, that? Can you do you know the um, yeah, it's, it's for the. I used to work in a clinic in London, and they developed their own meditation app. Um, it's just called Animea. So um, that's that's their their app. So I use that. Um, they've got a really good pregnancy uh, section in there, so that's been useful. Um, but other than the standard like um, WhatsApp and facebook app and it's the facebook app i'm getting so annoyed with that keep popping up i'm going to delete it (laughs) (laughs) so i'm not really i'm not really great with stuff like that but um yeah what my top tools my top tool would be my top tool would be i have one of those pens do you remember those pens when you was at school and your teacher had them and they have the white top and they've got the four different colors down yeah, I knew you were going to say cool. that. I knew exactly where you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> a red, a green, a black, and a blue. Yeah, but I've got a really cool one in the sense of mine's purple. So I've got a purple, a pink, a lime green, and a turquoise. Wow. <laughs> I have How pen envy. Cool <laughs> <laughs> Funny, I was on a course. <laughs> I was on, on a sort of course um, with Engage for Success who I did some work with a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about different uh, uh, yeah. communication styles and he split us into yeah. four groups of the different styles that we that we preferred and he set us a little task. We were supposed to be um, working out a, um, a summer fair for a village for sort of five minutes just to sort of hi- highlight the different approaches depending on the type of people that you are and uh, I was with Kathy yeah. who, who's also done an interview with me and uh, uh, he, he, he was laughing and he, he t- told everyone at the end you know everyone else was really getting their to-do list and you know all their ideas down and everything else she, start, she started <laughs> yeah. complimenting me on my green pen and then we had a discussion about how we'd both written yeah. in green when we were at school and this went on for ages yeah. and it was like everyone else was Absolutely. on, on uh, topic getting the job done and, and you were too busy talking about green pens. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I've had that particular pen for ages, and I will be heartbroken when it's run out. Yeah. I haven't seen one since in in the you know the different optional colours. Yeah. But that pen has been with me for ages, and I t- I am literally touching wood here. Um, <laughs> I hope to God I don't ever lose it because it is my saviour, and you know because obviously I, I write everything down. Yes. Um, I have these little you know little handy notepads that sort of stitch in my handbag. If I have a, like an idea in the car, out comes the pen and the pad. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do there, different? I am writing it down. Do you use different colours for different things, or just whichever takes your fancy? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, I use different colours for different things. Yeah. So um, it's essential, you know. That is my. That's my app, isn't it? That's my multifunctional tool. Is my pen. It is your retro app. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You know, people sort of laugh because they say, considering someone that I'm, I'm really active on social media and I'm pretty good on laptop and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, they sort of laugh at me and say that the fact that I still use pen and paper for some stuff is just really crazy. 
Yeah, although, do you know, I was at an event a little while ago and uh, it was, uh, they were talking about millennials and they had some people to sort of give opinions. I was one of them and we were all like, you know, not millennials, clearly. And uh, we were all sitting there yeah. with our iPads and our iPhones taking notes before we went into the session. And the two millennials yeah. asked for a piece of pa paper and a pen because they hadn't actually got any technology yeah. with them. <laughs> so maybe you're, yeah, maybe you're just ahead of everyone else. <laughs> That would totally be me. I'd have the I'd have the iPhone, obviously. It'd be in my bag. But I wouldn't think for one moment of getting it out to make notes because that would drive me insane. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I just I couldn't I couldn't type on my phone as quickly as I could write with a pen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um <laughs> I'm not that old, you know, just so people know, I'm actually not that old. No, no, you're not at all. <laughs> well, maybe she's like, you know, 50 or 60. I'm not, I'm half that age. Yeah, well, given you're pregnant, I think 15, 16 would be a bit of a shock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit retro. We'll, we'll call it a bit retro. That's yeah, fine. retro. That's very good. <laughs> so, changing yeah. the subject a bit then, what, what do you do to relax? Relaxation time... Um, probably not going to be all that much of a surprise but I like to draw mm. um, so I sketch I color I paint um, I love a bit of yoga uh, I like to meditate I like I like walking um, those are my kind of you know release I mean it, it take me back a year and it would have been you know I'd go out for a run I'd go to the gym um, that sort of thing but obviously that's kind of off the menu for a little while um, but yeah I like I really like to draw so it's doing well with pen and paper yes. um, and yeah and doing doing things like that really and mm. I do my best to relax as, as much as I can because yeah. in you know, previous years I have been in a real real stress bunny so um, mm. I do appreciate some downtime now yeah yeah see I could have done a nice link from that I could have said is there anything else you use paper for and then you could have taken us into the relaxing question rather than <laughs> so abruptly changing the subject well, yeah no, it's, no it wasn't a change the subject really at all was it because it still involves the old paper and pen yeah but I've, I've always liked that it's always been something that I've done as a kid you know I was always the sort of kid that um mm. you know on my homework there was a little doodle in the corner you know and and things like that so mm. it's just my way of kind of it's distraction as well you know distraction yeah. from the rest of the world and other things that I have going on um, yeah but yeah it's something I've always really liked and it just kind of takes me off into my own little my own little world which is ideal mm, yeah it's great I've got one of those coloring in books because I'm not very good at drawing yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, it's no, sort of the same principle yeah, yeah yeah I've got them and I've got a big bag of uh paint and pen and mm. felt tip and you know, stuff, yeah. <laughs> here we go we're back on stationery right let's let's move on <laughs> so uh, how do you keep healthy and I guess that's sort of changing with the the pregnancy as well but uh, what sort of things mm. you know the food and exercise and sleep and that sort of thing yeah I mean over the years it has changed quite a lot um because I I was just awful you know really awful I lived on takeout um, I worked in a fast food restaurant for a you know, number of years um, I used to drink really heavily I used to smoke and now I don't do any of that uh, obviously I'm nutritionally trained so you know the food that goes in a good 80 or 90 percent of the time is, is exactly what it should be so lots of veggies um, you know lovely lean meats there's nothing processed in my diet Mm. Um, and that's kind of how I look after myself. And I'm kind of one of these people that healthy doesn't need to be boring. 
and you know it doesn't need to be like a rabbit constantly you know you can still enjoy some really nice food um you just have to sort of put the effort in and make it for yourself yes yeah um you know and and that's kind of my my ethos if you like is you don't have to give up everything you just have to find a little cheeky way around it which mm. is you know which is pretty much how I live um there's lots and lots of supplementation that goes goes in yeah and that's obviously changed quite a bit with pregnancy mm-hmm. um but you know going back to who I am and what I do as a business um my number one priority is always looking after my digestion um because I know you know I know how that important that is for everything else you know that goes on yes so for me and because I know that I suffer or have suffered in that area um I know that if I don't look after that potentially I can become quite ill mm-hmm. and obviously that's a so, big yeah, topic sort of... <clears throat> so I was gonna say it's obviously a big topic and that's clearly what you do so <laughs> we're not gonna yeah. get through lots of it uh, in the next couple of minutes but um are there any sort of really key uh, you know, hints, tips, messages for people who might have sort of uh, digestive issues that, that you would sort of throw in, as I say, you've only got a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's fine. Um, I mean, the top things that people sort of are getting wrong is they're not drinking enough water. So that's a huge one. Uh, and that will help with every part of the body, not just digestion. Um, for those that do drink water, they tend to drink water when they are eating, and that's a big no-no. You need mm. to separate those out, so 20 minutes before or after you eat, uh, you know, gulping down the water. Um, and, of course, anything that you know that, you're, that, that upsets you, don't eat it. You know, it's like, that, it's like that joke that you hear as a kid, and, you know, I can't do it, but imagine that I'm doing this. And you go into the doctor and you say to the doctor, you know, it hurts when I do this, and I'm slapping my arm about. Yeah. And I really was just slapping my arm about. Um, <laughs> and the doctor says, well, don't do it. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's kind of, people forget that and they sort of laugh. And I'm like, no, I'm being serious. If you know that you eat that and then, you know, an hour later you are doubled over, why on earth did you eat it in the first place? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's about kind of figuring out what works for you, what doesn't work for you and avoiding the stuff that just doesn't agree. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes is harder said than done, isn't it? I was listening to a podcast earlier and they were talking about the um, mm. race for life and they were saying there were people doing lots of them over the last week or two and they, they'd got all the sort of signs on their back about, you know, why they were supporting and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. And they were saying you know, there was one particular person who, who got, you know, something talking about, you know, let's let's find the cure for cancer sort of thing and we're standing there eating yeah. horrendous food and, and smoking and it's a bit like you know actually <laughs> if we can get some of the yeah. first bit right then some of the sort yeah. of potential uh, issues you know may reduce go away or, or whatever but we do tend to sort of know what's mm. good and not do it because other things yeah, get yeah. Wrong, I we suppose. kind of we fall into that trap of we kind of have a, a lot of the time we have a bit of a subconscious thing where we know that something's not quite right, but we're just going to dismiss it mm. um, rather mm. than actually looking into it. But I think that's, that's the fear factor. And that's, that's a lot, again, of what I deal with is a lot of people are actually quite afraid of trying to deal with their issues and face their issues because it means sometimes it means quite a big change. And a lot mm. of people aren't really ready for that. No. But they kind of just dismiss the things that they, they sort of know might be their problem area, but they're just not ready to face them yet. Mm. So I kind of help them through and, and see, you know, help them to see that actually the task that they think is humongous, it isn't going to be that humongous when you break it all down. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of how, where I come in. 
Yeah. So from your own point of view, um, thinking about changing things and doing things differently, what, what do you do to learn and, and improve your, yourself? Um, for me, I'm always, I'm always kind of learning from the professors, from the big doctors out there, you know, the, the, the big guys that are kind of flying the flag for digestion, you know, and although they're in a bit of a different field from me in the sense that they're medically trained and, um, you know, they've really getting their hands dirty with this kind of stuff, mm. uh, actually, it, it kind of teaches me an awful lot and I do my best to read as much research as I can, keeping up to, you know, with some of the new stuff that comes out. Mm. Um, mm. Because people ask me, you know, and, and I, I, I would feel that I'd be doing a bit of a disservice if I didn't know the answer. Yeah. Um, and, but having said that, you know, I, I quite frequently hold my hands up and go, nope, never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, because at the same time, you know, I'm only human as well. So, mm. yeah, I do my best to keep up with, with anything new, uh, keeping up with lots of research. And I'm very fortunate that I do know some pretty cool people in, in those kinds of places anyway. So mm. sometimes I get to know about these things before they hit the headlines. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, if it's, it's, you know, continual training, you know, sometimes I might think, oh, perhaps I fancy learning about, you know, something extra and I'll just go off and do it. Mm. Um, whether that's just, you know, getting knee deep into a really good book or maybe, you know, interviewing the person. Because I learn just as much, actually, from some of the interviews that I do. Mm. Um, mm. And I don't think people kind of realise that. But yeah, I do, you know, you learn every day. Yes, yeah. What about um, a couple of examples of, of other websites or people to send our listeners to if they're interested in following up any of this sort of uh, nutrition diet sort of stuff? Who, who springs to mind for you as, as somebody you really follow? Who do I who do I follow? Yeah. So who would I keep up with? I've got some good friends over at the Functional Gut Clinic. They've always got, and I think they're thefunctionalgutclinic.com, um yeah. the lovely anthony hobson over there he's fantastic and you know he's a science kind of guy he's, he's very very smart very clever mm. but at the same time he really appreciates the kind of work that i do as therapist um and he's always got something really interesting to say and you know again he's sort of quite nicely connected so it's always interesting seeing what he's up to and, and some of the research and things that he's getting involved in um i like to keep up with the ibs network and I think they're ibsnetwork.org. Um, and again, they've got some fantastic things going. They've got, they're trying to get some things through Parliament at the moment. So there's petitions and things going on, and I support them in that. But at the same time, I get to sort of see the, the forum side of things. So I get to sort of see what the people are saying, listening to what they're, you know, what's going on, mm. um, answering questions here and there if I can. Um, and that keeps my, you know, keeps my finger in that pie. It means that I can really get to relate to the people that I'm, you know, hoping to serve and people that I do serve. Yeah. So they're kind of cool as well. Um, who else? There's quite a few. I, I do keep up. It's not necessarily the traditional people that you would think either. It's sort of, it's not like, you know, your mind, body, green dot com or whatever that is. I don't go with that because I think some of that's a bit rubbish. Um, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's lots and lots of stuff that I, I tend to look at but mine's probably a little bit more specific yes. than, than maybe you know broad spectrum yeah yeah and um thinking about other recommends what what about books films music or any of those sorts of side of things for perhaps inspiration enjoyment or even more learning is there anything you'd recommend there um 
I'm not a huge book reader. Um, I much prefer to listen. However, having said that, um, one of my top reads for the last year, uh, for things that I have picked up, is there's a health journalist friend of mine. Her name's Laura Bond. And she wrote a book called Mum's Not Having Chemo. And the book is about her. Um, she travelled the world and she got to interview 60, I'm sure it's 60, uh, it's a large number anyway, I'm sure it's 60, of the world's leaders in um, cancer prevention and curing. And it's just such an inspirational book about the various different ways of doing that that don't necessarily involve going to see an oncologist. Interesting. Um, I found, yeah, I found it really, really interesting, really inspiring and quite brave. Yes. Because it kind of, um, it, it kind of knocks some of the stuff that we traditionally know and are told well out of the park. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I was reading that article today about yeah. um, that people quite often die from chemotherapy rather than cancer um which sort of yeah. pops up every so often yeah. and i guess that's probably yeah. related to the sorts of things yeah, that she's got in that lot. book interesting yeah there's a lot of stuff in there and a lot of the people that she's interviewed are actually doctors right so um yeah. it it's it's well worth to read even if it's not if, even if it's not from a, a cancer perspective mm. even if it's just from a natural healing perspective um i, I think that it would appeal to a lot of people mm. and not necessarily to change your mind. That's not what the book is written for. Um, it's to open your eyes to potential that's out there that is kind of hidden from us. Um, you know, they're not allowed to say certain things and all that kind of thing. But it's, you know, you know when you just read something and it makes quite a big impact on you. Yes. Um, that's and I've read a few books over the last year, but that's definitely the one that always springs to mind whenever someone asks me. So, mm -hmm. yeah, Mum's Brilliant. Not Having Chemo by Laura Bond. Excellent. That's a great resource. I think I'll go and check that one out. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I do. So what about if things don't go right with, you, with your day, if it uh, all sort of <laughs> tumbles around you? How do, how do you deal with that? <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> I get livid. <laughs> I do, I do, I do get completely livid. I get really stressed out. Um, I usually end up barking like a hound at my other half when he walks through the door. Um, but it doesn't last very long. I kind of have to sort of, you know, bark my bark, have a little moan, have an extra cup of tea, um, and then I'm usually have something to eat, and then I'm okay. <laughs> um, but but I think that just kind of comes from. Um, you know, years and years and years of being in a very corporate environment um, where, you know, anyone that works in that environment knows that when the stuff hits the fan, um, you know, it can put a down on your day. Yeah. Yeah. I, like the, <laughs> I love the park, the bark. I'm going to, to write that one down. <laughs> That's brilliant. So, Flipping yeah. up the other side yeah, then. I, I am just so traditional. <laughs> so on a day when you end the day knowing that you've had that chance to live more, as I talk about, which is, you know, do the stuff that you want to do rather than the stuff that you have to do or that you think you should do and that sort of thing. What what will you have done if you if you had that um that day where everything went swimmingly and, and you you know you had a really great day, what would you be doing? Okay, so my good days do you know what? I like being I like being outside and 
quite often, if that just means that, you know, I've ticked all the things off on my list for the day, and it means that I get to go and spend, you know, half an hour, an hour outside, sat on the grass, literally just sat on the grass, with my pen and my pad, um, <laughs> and just chill and, you know, maybe write some thoughts down of the day. Maybe it's just to appreciate that I've had a really good day and it's something that I've worked really hard for um, over the years to be able to be in that position. It took me a long time to be able to migrate from a corporate environment um, over to, you know, what I do now. Um, and that yeah, bit about being able to just go out and sit on the grass without having to check with anybody or because it's three o'clock yeah. in the afternoon and you're supposed to be working yeah. type thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, took mm. me, it took me a really long time to sort of get out of that mindset of oh, I'm supposed to be working. Yeah. You know, I'm supposed to be working. Whereas, you know, now if I've done everything that I need to do for the day and, you know, I'm really happy with that and everything's performed really well and, you know, I don't have anything outstanding that needs to be really, really urgent, then... Yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy literally just taking a glass of water, going and sitting on the grass. You know, maybe I'll just sit there with my cat, you know. I know it sounds like I'm crazy cat lady, but, um, you know, just really simple things, really, really simple stuff that you just don't get the chance to do mm. if you're stuck in an office. Yeah. And, and I appreciate that. You know, for me, that's that's still really fresh. It's still really new. Um, but I still appreciate it completely. Yes, yeah, and no, I, I get what you mean. I, I sing sometimes during the day, and um, I always feel like I'm completely indulging myself. And clearly, I wouldn't have done that if yeah. I was in an office with other people either. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I have to yeah, shut the window no. in case the, the neighbours are in the garden, that sort of thing. But, uh, but yeah, it does yeah, feel really exactly. indulgent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. And it's something really simple, isn't it? It's nothing, yeah. it doesn't cost any money. You know, it's not me going out and buying myself something new. It's nothing like that at all. Yeah. Um, it's just the real simplicity of it's a nice day. Let's go and get 25 minutes worth of sunshine. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. So we've um, come to the end of our time now. Um, I was going to say half an hour, but I think this will be a slightly longer interview, <laughs> which is great. Good. Lots of content. So how can people find out more about you and connect with you and find out uh, the sort of stuff that you can do to help them? Oh, well, do you know what? People laugh. It's that easy. Because of my name, both of them, so my real name is in Sam Barefoot, or the Digestion Detective, if you whack that in Google, either of those in Google, there I am. Um, but the website is the digestiondetective.com, so you can get me there. Um, and if you just type in the Digestion Detective in either Twitter or Facebook, you will find me. That I'm everywhere. I'm like a bad penny. I just don't go away. <laughs> the famous Sam Barefoot. <laughs> That's brilliant. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just, you know, it's just because it's such a strange name, I think, and, and I'm really fortunate because it works really well with SEO. So um, you can just, yeah, pop my name in it and one of my accounts will pop up and you will find me. Exactly. It's great when that happens. I, I was really disappointed when a, a teacher in America got really famous for something and she was called Joe Dodds because I was the only Joe Dodds that was ever out oh. there before. <laughs> How dare she do something that oh, gets in the news? <laughs> How dare she? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I yeah. can't think there's going to be many barefoot, <laughs> Sam Barefoots out there, though, so I think you're all right. <laughs> so, brilliant. I really appreciate... Yeah, not changing my name. No, no. So, I really appreciate you um, spending some time today. It's been great to get some uh, sort of good... Uh, info hints and tips and, and uh, recommendations from you and um i'm still loving the the four color pen <laughs> so i'm gonna have to try and find well, something like that online i think you're now. Have to find one 
<laughs> you are. You are. You're going to be on the hunt now. You wait. You'll be in the stationery section and be looking for this multicolour pen. I promise you. And if I find one with pink and purple on it, I'll send you one, okay? <laughs> yes, do it. Yes, because I, I haven't found another one since. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much, Sam. Oh, you're more than welcome, love. Take care. Stop feeling stuck and overwhelmed. Join Power to Live More Calm membership today and make an investment in your future. The Power to Live More Calm membership is designed for coaches and consultants struggling with the pressures of running a home-based business. You get access to our supportive community, including weekly Zoom calls, accountability, learning materials teaching you online marketing, audience building, income generation and all sorts of other things you need to run your home-based business with ease, along with materials like templates, checklists and planners to keep you motivated, organised and productive. To learn more about the Power to Live More Calm membership programme and apply, visit powertolivemore.com slash get calm. Use your power to live more.